It's time for another power-packed episode of Headspace with Dr. Mike. Each week, Dr. Mike is committed to addressing real life, sometimes polarizing and controversial issues, while offering practical and informed insight. Listen in as we discuss hot topics that matter to us and the communities we live in. What's up, Headspacers? What's Good up, morning. everybody? Good, Good morning. morning, Christine. Look at you. Good morning. Guys. I like the blinged out. I like the blinged out black power um, fist. That's right. All right now. That's nice. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh! It is so good to see you. It's so good to be seen, mm-hmm. y'all. Doctor Mike has been on vacation, has been in the hospital. A lot has happened over the last few weeks. <laughs> 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 A lot has happened over the last few weeks, but it is so good to be seen. It's always definitely glad to be um seen and what is it? What, what is it? Be be seen and not viewed or. You ever heard that before? That no, I'm, a little than you. I'm a little younger than you. <clears throat> you know what? <laughs> no, it's the idea of you'd rather be what something outside of being viewed, nah, being I'm a viewed like, in a casket. Like, nope. oh, I get it. I'm just a little too young to have ever heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good morning, Kevin. Good to see you, brother, in Denver. Y'all, we have listeners all over the world, literally. Uh, matter of fact, I got an email from uh, somebody who listens in Malaysia, and, and no, they are not like a scammer. They really just stumbled upon our podcast, and they just really enjoyed what we talk about, and they they get together and listen to the podcast. So, so people know. Before we get into it, um, we have our live show on Saturdays, but then Sunday nights, well, actually Sunday morning, late Saturday night, Sunday morning, the show actually gets uh, converted to a podcast. And you can actually go where you find your podcast. And so you can actually listen to the shows uh, in other places, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and there's a few others. And we're actually exploring right now the idea of possibly going on to Twitch. And so that's something that I've heard about. So needless to say, uh, Headspace with Dr. Mike is growing. What's up, Jamal Calloway? Good to see you, my friend. It is so nice to see everybody. How are you feeling, Christine? How are you feeling? Right. I don't have any complaints. It's no point. Is the house know? empty just yet? Is the, how, how how empty is your house yet? Is it or is it empty yet? What you mean? Well, I mean, you know, school oh, kids going back to school. Oh, no, no. no, my youngest, you know, she's only in high school, so she's still okay. here. Okay. Still here. Right. I got I got two years left on my contract. Two years left. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to see what that's going. I'm not rushing it. Yeah. It's emotional. It's it's I'm a misser. I'm gonna miss her. She cries from time to time now just thinking about us being apart. So <laughs> she's yeah. the baby, she's the baby, right? She is. That sounds about right. So mm-hmm. well, Lord have mercy. We got a lot head pending. So let's go ahead and jump into it. What has been happening in the world? It's been a while since we were together in the studio. So what's been happening in the world? Well, <clears throat> not too, but before we get heavy, let's have a, let's have some fun come. What you what you gonna do this weekend? How you spending your how are you spending your? Oh, your believe it or not, I actually I do have a couple of projects, writing projects that I have to finish up this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I am excited about rock steady, baby. That's what I'm feeling now. Let's call this song exactly what it is. 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 
<laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna pay some respect. Mm-hmm. We're gonna put some respect on Aretha Franklin's name. Matter of fact, Shirelle and I are going to see that uh, this afternoon, about four o'clock show. Okay. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and put out AMC A. What is that thing called? The uh, the we have the we have the thing where you can go to the three movies a week. Mm-hmm. Or something like that, and so we are going to put that to work, and uh, we're going to go see Respect. So I'm excited about that. I heard it was good. I I, I don't have four o'clock tickets, but I do. I think I'm going to see that also. I heard so far uh, pretty good reviews about it already. So everybody, they said the, the, the it wasn't just Jay Hud's. I mean, of course, Jay Hud is who she is, mm-hmm. but everybody else that's supporting her is they say is really good. Now, and I'm and I'm curious. That's right, Kevin. A list. Yep. Um, what I'm curious about is. Um, how is it going to compare? Did you see the uh, the one that National Geographic put out where um, it was like a four-part or five-part? I didn't. I didn't, but I remember you talking about it. I'm going to have to check that out. That was really good in itself. Mm-hmm. And um, the woman that, I can't remember her name offhand, but she played Harriet Tubman in Harriet. And she sings too. She actually played Aretha and actually just the storyline to that and what they did with that was pretty impressive. So I'm just like, wow, I'm eager to see what this is. But what I understand is that Aretha handpicked J-Hud. Like, I think mm-hmm. the conversation goes something like uh, she told her that you're going to win an Oscar portraying mm-hmm. me. <laughs> <laughs> she said, you're going to win an Oscar portraying me. And like, That's so funny. she handpicked this. So I almost, I almost, I'm guessing that um, Aretha played a very big role in the development of the script for that. Nice. Yeah. Um, Jamal Calloway said the Ravens play tonight. <laughs> yes, football season has <laughs> begun. <laughs> Christine, are you excited about football season? Mm-hmm. Football season stresses me out a little bit, Dr. Mike, if you, if I'm being totally honest. I mean, okay. you know, I just being football fandom is not for the faint of heart. You know, uh, <clears throat> where we live, you know, we're at opposite sides of the spectrum on my you know, my fandom versus your fandom. And I just don't understand why that has to be. Why can't we just live cohesively? Why can't I just be a Steelers fan in peace and you cheer on your Ravens, you know? Because you're not not listening to the Lord. (laughs) You are not listening to, you and my wife are both in civil disobedience. Y'all are in in spiritual disobedience. Y'all are not listening to the words of the Lord. The Lord has commanded. He told us to lead, not follow. (laughs) (laughs) You told us to go down the road less crowded. It's your words, but you know, <laughs> I'll go ahead and let you have that for now. Uh, you know, as quiet as it's kept, as quiet as it is kept. You don't hate the, the Steelers. Huh? Say you again? don't hate the Steelers? Is that what you was going to say? I, I don't hate them. I, I take it as like a rivalry, just like, you know, here in Baltimore, you have the city, the city poly rivalry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have Michigan, Ohio State. Mm-hmm. You know, rivalry. I just take it like that. Like some, you know, some people are just gonna be gung ho. They're extremists on all sides of the spectrum. So as though they're on the payroll. Uh-huh. Yep. Say it one more time. As though they're on the payroll. Uh-huh. They do, they do act as if, yeah, <laughs> Ravens marketing does uh does, <laughs> does help keep their light bills, their mm-hmm. light bills. I do agree with that. But I for me, when I when I give you guys a hard time, it really isn't fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin said you're 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 by listening to the Lord because you aren't cheering for the Broncos. Well, that <laughs> that is not going to happen. Um, <laughs> um, but you know, now as you know, I, I use this terminology all the time as quiet as kept. The rape, you know, the Ravens weren't around all that t- much. We had the Colts, and then we had no one. Mm-hmm. And 
we kind of had to adopt some kind of team. So you had a lot of people from Baltimore who were fans of the Red. Well, they're not the Redskins anymore. The, the, Washington, the football team. The Washington football team. Um, then you had friends, you know, fans who just chose other places, the Giants, um, the Steelers, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I get it. I just like to give you all a hard time about it because it. Yeah, you're definitely not one of the people that I'm talking about taking out of, you know, it's not. Oh, yeah, right. people be real serious. They like terrible. Yes. They like really <laughs> ready to, to really just go to blows. And it's <laughs> like, well, you know, is the salary cap partly <laughs> you too much? Right. funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but preseason is here. I think our first game is tonight. No, preseason is what it is, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I mean, I think it's great that the players get to do those things, but. I just, I just think that the more we have them on the field, the bigger the chances of them getting hurt because the season is so long to begin with. And mm-hmm. So, just, but I mean, you know, they make that's why they make the big bucks, right? Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so what else we got going on? Um, let's see. Oh, Cassandra, <laughs> go right. Oh, we have to acknowledge the CEO <laughs> of Elevation Global Media, uh, Cassandra. She has spoken. It is a Ravens world where she's at. That's right. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, had you heard about what was um what's going on over in Afghanistan? Christine, it's it's you know, it's really sad. I was having a conversation with somebody about it, and one of the things they just said was, Why why do we really care about it? And I get it because it's on the other side of the world. Um, I remember that um the gist of what I'm understanding is that when President Biden made the declaration that he was pulling the troops out of Afghanistan, which when the declaration was made, I thought I thought that's what people wanted. Like I thought people wanted the troops out of Afghanistan. Um, so I wasn't as shook by that. But then apparently there was a lot of visceral that resulted in that because people were like, oh, my gosh, you know, the, the area is still unstable and blah, 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 blah. And so sure enough, the Taliban uh, which was um, in charge of Afghanistan before we, you know, we went and kind of after 9/11, they're taking back over the country, and um, they're they're claiming that the the Kabul, which is the capital, uh, is only it's only a matter of days before or matter maybe weeks. I think it's more a matter of days though because they're doing it pretty fast. Where the the capital is going to be overtaken, and so Afghanistan once again is going to be under Taliban rule, which you know is not the best because it was during that time on the Taliban rule that Osama bin Laden was able to get things procured to get 9-11 done and just some of the havoc that was wreaked over there. But one of the things that um you know I did find fascinating was there was an article on Reuters or BBC that said that um there were women who had nice banking jobs were ripped out of their banking, they were pulled out of their banking jobs and weren't allowed to do those jobs anymore in the areas that are reoccupied by the Taliban. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of drama with that. So it's not just about just terrorists, but just, I guess, civil rights mm-hmm. are being fringed on over there. I think the, you know, and then they were showing the pictures of, you know, the hijab that they have to wear, but this is not just the one where it covers up their, I mean, it covers up their whole, their whole situation. Mm-hmm. Like all they have is just the slits for the eyes and they have to walk around in that. And, um, you know, that's just, um, I don't know. I just, it's unfortunate for them. Mm. And I think the other part of it too is, you know, we have, both of us have friends that, you know, have served, you know, served in different parts of the <laughs> armed forces. 
And so I do think about all the work and the lives that were lost. You know, I have a high school classmate that is no longer with us. Um, be, you remember Jesse Melton? I think you remember him from maybe from middle school. Um, he's no longer with us because of um, something that happened over there with the IUD, IED, um, a bomb, you know, or <laughs> I think I used the wrong analogy, but it was a, <laughs> okay. Sorry. So it's one of those, one of it's the ones. IE. IUD is birth control. Birth control. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there was any drama with the birth control. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the I what is it I E E D. Okay, so that was the um a bomb blew up one of the the cars that he was in or the truck that he was in or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so just the the sacrifices that were already made mm-hmm. to clean that place up, um, you know, just it's all it all appears to be going for naught. So we're definitely going to be praying um, for them. And you know, those things directly, they impact us a little indirectly, Christine, because when they have to pull, when when those areas are hostile like that, um, they have to pull those Americans out of there quickly. And sometimes we get activated in our job, you know, for repatriation. So, um, you know, it has a bigger impact because we got to get them back here quickly. And sometimes we may get activated. So it actually has bigger implications across the way, right? word anyway that's that <laughs> all right well i think we probably should just take a quick break and then kind of get back into it because we got some we still got some things to talk about good night go ahead <laughs> build, crystal to a lot of endeavors here in 2021 everyone has had to get in touch with their inner producer our man garrett brace is one of those guys you need on your team we at headspace with dr michael clients of his as he ensures all of our audio files are crisp clean and cool if you have any audio video and even lighting needs hit him up at g walt services on instagram remember g walt services servicing all your audio video and lighting needs So you want to talk about the Olympics? You think? We didn't get a chance to really recap on it. Before you, because you love the Olympics and me, not nearly as much as you, but I do want to say one thing about the little, um, not not little, well, she was because she's young, the the diver from China. From China? Adorable. I mean, all of them. She's impressive. She was stealthy going into that water, wasn't she? Mm -hmm. It was Mm -hmm. like, look at her. And she would twist and turn and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. I was, yeah, yeah, you know, they, um, the, the, the diving was fascinating. I was even more enthralled with it this year than usually. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why, but I was just, I was impressed by it. Um, the um, Tom Daly, the 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 guy from uh, Britain, Great Britain, he uh, crocheted or knitted a, a a sweater, or a jumper as they call it in the okay. Um, he actually knitted. A, did you see that? It was like it was actually a big like people were like I kind of want that sweater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have to Google it. You gotta Google it. Like he I mean, he knitted it. I mean it even had um it had like the symbols and the emblems and the logos and, hmm. and I mean 
I heard it was piping hot in Japan, so I don't know why he was wearing a sweater, but you know, to each his own. <laughs> Not piping hot. <laughs> but you know, um, I really was, I, one of the things that really struck me was, um, well, first of all, America got the most medals, and which is typically the case, it's actually been the case the last few Olympics at least, mm-hmm. um, we got the most medals. It was a little sketchy as to us um, getting the most gold medals. And uh, after um, the women's volleyball team and then the men and women's basketball teams won gold, we actually overtook China by one gold medal. So not only did we have the highest uh, medal rate, but we actually had the highest gold medal rate, Mm -hmm. um, which I thought was pretty impressive. But I think they were saying one thing, and I think I would imagine you would appreciate this, Christine, being that you are a woman and all, was that (laughs) 60% of our athletes were women. Mm-hmm. And they said um, that if if you just took out the, the medals earned by the women on the U.S. team, they would have had the fourth largest, um, they would have been number four on the list of medal count. Wow. So that says, I mean, that says a lot for women's sports, and uh, that's pretty impressive. Like, the women would kill it. Like, mm-hmm. like, even the relay, like, did you follow the drama with the relays, um, with the, you know, baton and all that stuff? Nope. Yeah, so the men apparently are cursed. Oh, I did. Okay, so I saw the women kill it. And then I saw no. the comments like, talking about, so maybe you guys can show the men how to, do, how it. to do it. Tell me what happened. Okay. <laughs> so the men, um, I think it was the it was the, the four by 400 they ended up getting. They did well with that. But the four by 100, mm-hmm. they didn't even make it out of the preliminaries. They did not even, they, no, they didn't even make it to the semifinals. Um, and typically for those relays, like I noticed this was swimming too, they don't put the best runners in um, in the early heats, you know, mm-hmm. because they to conserve their energy, right? Swimming was the same way. Um, and I think there were a couple of relays that the the, the, men's, the men didn't do well in as well. But um, getting the baton, the baton passing just was not good. I don't think they dropped the baton. They just didn't get it passed fast enough to beat out everybody else. And so um, there were a number of relays that the men weren't in. Hmm. Um, because uh, they couldn't get together, but the women did that, especially mm-hmm. that 400. Mm-hmm. Had, and what I appreciated about it was they had the two that won the um, the hurdles, right? So you had um, Muhammad and then, um, oh, shoot, uh, um, McLa- McLaughlin. Um, S- Sophia, she was basically the, the one who got the world record. She got the world record at the trials, and then... She got the world record at the Olympics. So they're hurdlers mm. and they ran in that relay. And then they had um, the one lady um, who um, won the like 800. Um, she actually she actually did the 400 relay and she was the anchor leg and killed it. Mm. But the best part about it, I really loved was Allison Felix, her fifth Olympics. <coughs> you said I love the Olympics, right? Her fifth Olympics <laughs> and... The better part of it is that she, when she, um, when she placed, uh, she got a bronze medal in her in her event. I think it was the four hundred. She got a bronze medal in that, which made her tied with Carl Lewis mm-hmm. for the most decorated track and field Olympian. You know, right for mm-hmm. America. But then when she got the gold medal for um, the relay, it took her over the top, so she surpassed Carl Lewis. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, I thought it was. I was impressed by a race that I caught. I don't know the. I don't know which one that it was. So I'm not, you know. But the woman fell, 
and still ended up winning. Which in the, I think it was. I think that was the fifteen hundred, maybe, or yeah, I think it was the fifteen hundred mm-hmm. or the ten thousand, something like that. They mm-hmm. had some. What do I think of the closing ceremonies, Doctor D? You know, um, I think that um, you know, having you know been a part of some of those in the past, those are typically supposed to be festive. Fest. What's the word? Festive. <laughs> festive. <laughs> What is going on? <laughs> yeah, festive. I think that um, they did a good job of just closing out the games and like sending everybody home. Um, it was clearly not that many athletes stayed over um, because, you know, I mean, it was pretty oppressive. First of all, I heard it was very hot. And then secondly, you know, the COVID cases, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, the COVID cases in Japan are astronomical. You know, they're actually they're actually going back up. And so they, I think people were just trying to get out as quickly as possible. But I thought they did a decent job of just uh, closing it out, handing it off to Paris because it's going to be in Paris in three years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's a, that's going to be it. So, um, you know, overall, we got our little Olympic fix. Um, it did feel weird seeing 2020, even though it's 2021. But I think <laughs> we all know um, <laughs> the one piece that, you know, we didn't really get to talk about this happened a few weeks ago. But just the Simone Biles, like just the situation with that and um you know, I thought that was pretty fascinating. But the part that really got me was everybody was so quick to jump to conclusions about her, like just some of the stuff that they had said about the poor girl. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always ascribe to Mark Twain, get your facts first and you can distort them as you please. And it turns out that the girl really was in serious, like she was actually in trouble. Like she was having issues. I think it's called the twisties. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you were telling me, Christine, before the show that that's a real thing. Yes. What about the real? I don't have a gymnast, but my daughter was a um, a cheerleader. Okay. And in cheerleading, competitive cheerleading, there is a lot of gymnastic flipping and things like that that happen. And my daughter went from being able to do, you know, a tumbling pass full out to not even being able to do a cartwheel like overnight. Just because it was mental, like she couldn't, she couldn't get her spatial awareness was off, which is what um, Simone was trying to explain to people. Um, she had done like um, I don't know if it was on TikTok or whatever. But she was trying to explain to people what happens, like you lose, you're supposed to, you kind of can count your revolutions and you know where you are so that you can know when you need to land. But she couldn't even, you can't count it. You don't know where you are. And if you had looked, like she showed the pictures of one of them, Simone did, and you could look, the look on her face was sheer fear like because she had no idea where she was i don't know if you saw that or not but it really is a real thing and i think that people should just stand down like i'm sure that she didn't go over there to embarrass the team i'm sure you know what i mean like the stuff that people were saying just to me was completely out of line you know she's letting her team down i'm quite sure they they knew about it before everyone else knew about it i'm sure that all the powers that be you know took her mental health into consideration, which is major, you know, mental health is such a taboo topic sometimes. So I'm glad that they allowed her to do it. And I think that people should zip it. Yeah, zip it. Yeah, no, I mean, that's very scary. And she did, and she made mention of it. She was like, you know, and that's why we were getting piecemeal. Like she may be competing in this, she may not be because Mm -hmm. it was, it's dangerous. I mean, you're flipping and stuff on these little bars. And if you don't know, what side is up or what side's down? I mean that that's dangerous. I mean, no. 
I think the part that makes me laugh always is that when people want to complain about somebody doing something that they wouldn't even be able to come close to doing. Right. <laughs> there was actually a gymnast and I think it was the 1972 Olympics that went against her better judgment. She was having something, you know, something similar where she knew that she was just wasn't comfortable and her coach or at this, you know, at this, the, her coach wanted her to do something and she knew that she shouldn't do it. Like she just, it wasn't, Right. She ended up paralyzed. I have to look it up. And I think I remember hearing something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's very true. Well, needless to say, Simone, you didn't really have anything to prove to us. It would have been nice to see you like surpass records and all that <laughs> stuff. But you know what? You're still a gold medalist in our book. Um, and uh, we love you. We love USA Gymnastics. We love Team USA. <laughs> Go ahead and pay another bill, Crystal. the headspace with dr mike show on all social media platforms at headspace dm we want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show we also value what's important to you and your community dm your show ideas to us on instagram or facebook the next time you log on you may hear dr mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart Oh, excuse me. I'm coughing. No, everybody is not COVID. It is just allergies. But speaking of COVID, yeah, it's 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 not gone. In my humble opinion, Ron DeSantis is tripping. <laughs> tripping. This man is threatening to fire teachers because they went against him and his non wanting to uphold the mask mandate. Like. Yeah, I, I I am at a loss for um, I'm at a lo I don't and you know I'm again I'm not you know I was a communications major in college and theology my doctorate is in theology related stuff but um I am at a loss for why there's so much angst against the mass I can understand a little bit about the vaccinations a little bit because just just it it did seem a bit you know I, I was even I was skeptical we've talked about this before that I was skeptical at the very beginning and it took me getting some education on it so I can understand a little bit about that but when it comes to the mask I don't I don't get it at all like I just I don't I don't feel like it costs anybody anything right um I mean you get to a point where you know you got to find a kind of, sometimes you got to find a mask that you can fit comfortably like I have a couple of cloth cloth masks that when I'm doing certain activities, I probably shouldn't wear it or else I'm going to suffocate. But, <laughs> um, you know, I just, I don't, I don't understand. I'm, I'm confused. Like, why would anybody, why would anybody challenge it? And I, I've had, I've had some friends that try, they've tried to explain it to me and I just, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't either. I, I don't understand how people think that it's an infringement on their rights. Like, I mean, maybe the man, is it the mandate of it all that people are taking? Like, no, I just, I don't, I don't, I, I really, I don't understand. Like, I, I, the part, and the part that frustrates me a little bit about it, I'm just going to be honest, is so the complaint last year was the kids weren't in school, right? Mm -hmm. So no one's talking about not having the kids in school. They're just saying, in order so that we can make sure that the kids are safe in school, where you know we want to require the mask, and you know many many, many um, jurisdictions are requiring vaccines or you know really strict testing. Mm -hmm. So I just I don't I mean what do you want? Because from what I'm understanding, 
<coughs> in some of these places where school is already open, there are classes that have already moved back to virtual already. Right. And then in Florida, there were four teachers that in one county that are dead now. Like within 24 hours, they died, um, you know, from from COVID. So I mean, I just I guess I guess and I guess I feel the way I feel because my son had it, mm -hmm. you know, and he got it from being in school. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not I'm not knocking the school. Um, it just I mean it was bound to happen. It's just kids, I mean, kids, kids are just different from adults. Like they 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 do what they do. They they pick, I mean, how many times were you sick, Christine, from something that your kids then brought home from school? I mean, that's just that's just life. And so they're gonna get it. So I get that. They like they're gonna they're gonna get something, but it was horrible for him. Like he he wasn't <clears throat> hospitalized, but he I don't think Mike has been right since. Like I don't I don't think he's been right. And if, if anything, he hasn't been right. He definitely hasn't been right amongst his headspace. Like his his mindset, his mind about it mm -hmm. has not been right. Like he has actually had, I, I don't want to call it PTSD because I feel like that's a little dramatic, but he actually, I mean, it was a horrible feeling for him. Mm -hmm. And so he doesn't want to experience that again. And so I guess, I guess my question is, I mean, do we care that the kids get it? What What's really going on? It's dramatic. I just want to go back to you saying that Mike, well, maybe he has PTS, just regular, just post-traumatic stress about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that it's dramatic at all. I think that he was quite literally traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And people that don't understand that, like, why can't you? I kind of like it's, it's, I don't know. It's not, it's just not a huge deal. Like there are people, I think earlier we had tossed there. There was a, a woman who the day before had gotten her, um, her and her child tested and received a positive result and sent them to school anyway. Sent the child to yes, school anyway. In Nevada. I'm concerned about. That's what I'm concerned about. I cannot, like, I care enough to not infect the next person. Exactly. I cannot deal, I can't deal with the people that don't care enough to not infect other people. So okay. my daughter goes back to school here in Pennsylvania. Last year, we had the option to do either virtual or in person. I opted to keep her home because you can't trust what people are going to do. Now, I'm no saint. I have been known to send my kids to school with the sniffles because I couldn't take the day off of work. I overgave them, try a minute, rope a tussin, whatever. Hey, try to make it through the day. I have to go to work. I get it. COVID isn't that. Not in my opinion. Yeah, I I I agree with you 100 percent on that, Christine. I um <clears throat> I have not ever since the thing has started. I've never understood. I've never understood it. So I mean, if we have some listeners that that do understand, perhaps educate us. Perhaps we can even see about having somebody on on the show and we can kind of talk through it. I don't know. I just I just don't. I don't. And I definitely the, even the politics of it. I just I really don't get. I I just don't. I don't understand because the thing about it is. The um the COVID does not walk around with a red or blue sticker. Right. Nation did not register, did not register to vote for either party. It really, I mean, it's and it's showing that it's relentless. <laughs> like it really is showing that it is relentless. And and look, the vaccine works. I I am grateful for the vaccine. I, I'm convinced, you know, when Mike brought it in the house, I'm convinced that it could have been another way for us. You know, mm -hmm. both my wife and I both have, you know, compromised um, immune systems to some degree. And um, you know, I, I, I just, I, I, I get it. I get it. Why people won't get the vaccine. I get it. I just, I just feel like you're, you're, you're playing around with it. So, um, I forget what state it was that is making it. Oh, it's new Orleans 12 and over. 
inside restaurants, public spaces and everything, you have to either show your vaccine card or no, it's not an or. You have to show your vaccine card or uh, in order to, to come in to their establishment. I think San Francisco is doing something similar for mm -hmm. restaurants. Mm -hmm. I think New York City is, I mean, New York actually is making, I mean, there's a whole, I think it's New York City is doing something similar to that. I, I think it's going to be more, it's going to be more commonplace. Mm -hmm. I think once the FDA um, gives the, the official approval on it. And that's right uh, around the corner. Right around the corner. They say it's not even FDA approved. Right. Yeah. Well, now, what? now what's it going to be? <laughs> There's always going to be an excuse. Mm -hmm. I I, like I said, I get it. And, you know, here at, at Headspace with Dr. Mike, you know, we want to be open to, and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just being honest with everybody to say, I don't understand. Right. One of those areas where I've spent a lot of time, you know, kind of digging into things, you know, you, Christine, you and I, we actually work, you know, in human services. And so we, we, we get access to other things that people don't necessarily get access to. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just, it's just a horrible situation. It's just a horrible situation. And so we're going to be praying with everybody that's dealing with it currently. And, uh, you know, let's just, just pray for our, you know, pray for our nation when it comes to that stuff. Cause, uh, we got a lot going on. Well, with that being said, you know what? I go ahead, Crystal, go ahead and, uh, hit the next uh, spot. And then we're going to come back because I got to let you guys in on what's happening in my life. is filled with polarizing topics that land most people on one side or the other. The Headspace with Dr. Mike team isn't afraid to take them on. Monthly, we will invite people on both sides of some of the most controversial topics from the serious to the silly to debate their positions. We look forward to charged discussions that will inform and entertain. DM your head-to-head -head show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook at Headspace DM. So I mentioned everybody that I was in the hospital. Ugh. So um, one of the things that uh, we had going on was, uh, you know, we we've talked through, and this is probably one of the most uh, <laughs> most vulnerable times I've been in my life. Is that you know just really opening up to what's really happening. So um, you all know about my journey with my weight and stuff like that over the last. Um, Man, several. I mean, this has been decades. This has been my life. Uh, went on Biggest Loser, lost a, a, a whole lot of weight. A hundred and uh, shoot, I forget the number now. One hundred nine pounds, one hundred six pounds, and like that. No, one hundred thirty six pounds. That's the number. And um, went from started the show at four forty four, and ended the show at three oh eight. Um, and then in the time, and I kind of joked and just said, you know, I gained every ounce back, which I did. At one point, I weighed more than I did when I started the show. And uh, going into this year, I actually weighed 100 pounds more <laughs> than I uh, started the show. So I actually was in the 500s. And uh, this is the first time I've actually confessed that out in the open um, to the point where it was, uh, it's actually, it was actually beyond. It was at one point, it was heading towards 600. Um, and, you know, I was the kind of person that was um you know I, i'm pretty I, you know, I was an athlete in aspects growing up in different aspects you know played baseball and wrestling and all that stuff but um you know it just kind of caught up with me a little bit and to the point where um something else was going on <laughs> i just didn't know what it was and so 
we got to a point where over the last year, and you know, we did the 30 and 60 challenge and you know that I'm uh, involved in the program um, because I actually have searched a lot of different programs and, and actually found one that really works for me. And it's actually been working for a lot of the clients I work with as well. Uh, but what was happening was there was things that I needed to deal with and it wasn't happening for me um, in the sense that I wasn't being totally honest. And uh, so with that, um, one of the things that I, you know, want to share with you all is just about the importance of community and embracing your community. And we talk about using the term community and, you know, community is a group of like-minded individuals. Um, a lot of times we think of community, we think of like, you know, I live in a, a community, I live in B community. Some people live in different parts of Baltimore. I live in Baltimore County. And so I live in a community within Baltimore County. Christine lives in a community in a part of uh, York, Pennsylvania. You're outside of York, right? Aren't you York, Pennsylvania, Christine? I'm York, yep. I live in yep. Seven Valleys. Yep. Yes, that's the community that she's a part of. And so, you know, the idea of community is extremely important. And one of the pieces that I was kind of missing out on was taking full advantage of the community that I was a part of. Um, and so one of the things that we talk about with um, the, the program that I'm a part of, that, that what makes it work is you have the coaching, there's coaching, I'm coached coach by my health coaches. We also have um, the what's called the habits of health and it's the learning pieces, understanding what's happening in our body, what's going on in our body. There's the, the fuel food aspect of it. We call it, we know them, <clears throat> we, we call them fuelings. Um, Oh, my, my coach is online, Ryan, and he lived in West in, West, in Seven Valleys, Christine. That's awesome. That's great. Um, and then the last piece of it is community. And it's um, there's a community of folk who it's designed to encourage each other. Um, we actually have calls during the week where we actually get together. Um, we actually have um, get togethers. As a matter of fact, I was in Atlanta for a big celebration with the um with the group by the way i will stay i stayed to myself for most of it because it was a it, it, you know it was a lot of people and you know the COVID ain't gone yet um but um but one of the things that i i became very clear with is that there is a community um there is a community that is there for each of us and they're out there to help us and to keep us together. And it started with me being honest with my community. Um, you all are my community, right? And um, so I, I made a transparent post on Facebook because, you know, nothing's official until it goes on Facebook. But, you know, I really had a scare, um, really had a scare, y'all. Um, it was it was really scary. Um, <clears throat> over the last year, I've been suffering with um, shortness of breath, like, uh, I would walk and I'm not talking like walking around the block. Like I couldn't even walk up and down steps without um, losing my breath, feeling like I was hyperventilating um, to the point where I would, I would actually hide from going out the house. Like I was like, well, I just don't want to go out the house because this is a lot of work. And, you know, compound that with 15 months of just not having to do anything. Um, <clears throat> but one of the things that, um, you know, I did was, I just ha was having that issue to the point where I was like, I'm, something must be wrong with me. And so over vacation, you know, we had, we had a great vacation with my family, my family and I, we actually had a great time. We uh, went to Orlando. We actually, my wife and I went to Niagara Falls uh, with a couple of other couples to celebrate a, a friend's birthday. 
And, um, you know, if you've been in Niagara Falls, you know, there's a lot of walking and that was that was miserable um, to some degree because it was just it was a lot. I was hyperventilating, whatever, whatever. But I kind of just shrugged it off. You know, my doctors even said, you just need to keep doing it. You'll get better. But I felt like I wasn't getting better. And then uh, going to we went to Orlando and then we went to um, I had to go to Atlanta. So that was walking through different airports. And just by the time I got from checking in our bags to sitting at the gate, I was saturated. Like I needed to actually change my shirt. Like you would have thought I had done a CrossFit workout. Like that's how sweaty I was. And um, that I was, there was a lot going on there because one, I was sitting in a situation where I felt helpless. The other part of it was I felt embarrassed because I had my wife and my son having to do things that I should be able to do because I was just inadequate, right? Um, and then not to mention, like, what actually is going on with my body? And so it got to a point where the, the straw that broke the camel's back was I get back from Atlanta. And the day after that, getting back, I find out that a good friend of mine had passed away suddenly from a major heart attack, um, had gone to the gym, wasn't necessarily feeling the best, went to the gym and um, went to the gym and got in the car, put his head back and he was gone. And he had just celebrated his 51st birthday just a couple days before. And that crushed me. That devastated me. When I tell you that 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 shook me um, so much so that um, I opted last Friday, I went ahead and um, drove. I tried to make an appointment with my doctor. She wasn't available. So I made an appointment at the urgent care. And at the urgent care, I went on the urgent care that Friday, last Friday. And um, they were like, there's only but so much we can do you probably should just go to the emergency room. And so we opted, I went to the emergency room. So I came home and I packed a little bag. I packed my CPAP, of course, because I didn't want to be anywhere. If I had to go to sleep, I want to make sure I could sleep well. And I packed some. I packed a little bag because I said to Sherelle, I said, there's a chance I probably will be kept, held over. And sure enough, um, sure enough, um, I got to the hospital and they started running tests. And they kept me because my legs were so full of fluid um, that they actually wanted to put me on a stronger diuretic and um, did all the tests. My heart looks great. Even in my bigness, my heart looks great. No blood clots. I just need to keep working harder at getting stronger. And I get, I get rid of the weight. So um, today and on Saturdays, doing our show, um, I'm going to tell you guys what, what the scale says. And um, you know what? It was funny when we're talking about this idea of community, one of the things that happens in the community is look like we have a we reason why we surround ourselves with a community. We put ourselves in the community because there are um, there are people in the community who are there to help. And I, I learned that over this past this past couple of weeks that there is a community that is really um, invested in making sure the members of the community are OK. And that includes me. Um, and it's hard for me to recognize because, you know, sometimes we put on these blocks, we try to put on these protective layers. We try to look a certain way um, for in front of people. But one of the things that I'm clear on is that um, how it works is real simple. You got to be honest. You got to be open and you got to be willing. So honest. Right. I got to be honest. So today I weighed in at 533.6, um, 533 pounds and 0.6. That's where I'm at today. And every Saturday, I'm going to get on the scale because I send a picture to my coaches and I'm going to tell you guys what it is, good, bad, and ugly, right? Um, now, 
of course, my legs look a hundred times better than they did when uh, they first started because they've been really working with. I've always been even on Biggest Loser, I had problems with retention of water in my legs, particularly. Um, so it was always a thing, even with Biggest Loser, even after losing the weight, I still was full of water. <laughs> so, um, so there's still fluid going on. But um, you know, that's that. Um, I am committing to being a hundred percent on program. Um, one of the things that I was telling folk is that I would do it like I really would. Like when we did the 30 and 60 challenge, like I was really gung ho for those 60 days. But then after the 60 days, I had anniversary. And so, you know, you do the whole, you know, you do the whole I'm just going to celebrate my anniversary for a little bit. Right. And that little bit turns into a whole lot. <laughs> I've been celebrating anniversary for weeks <laughs> and my anniversary was the end of May. And, you know, then it was like, you always have something like I have anniversary and then I have vacation and then I have birthdays and then we have the holidays and then we have this. And so then you start looking at the calendar like, well, when do you have time to fit in this? And look, I didn't be, get 533 pounds overnight. Um, there was another coach. Um, well, you know, I'll tell you that story after the break. Go ahead, uh, Crystal. Let's take a quick break and I'll, I'll share the rest of that story. focused on photo, versed in video. For any media brings visions to life from headshots to family shoots, casual candidates to structured scenes. Our team can provide whatever you need. In Baltimore, you may have seen us at local events such as the Poly City Tailgate or the Randallstown Romp. You can find us on all social media platforms at the number four, any media. For any media, for anything. Contact us so we can create yeah, so I um, was, uh, Christine, I got you on here because you are a big part of my community and you are a person that, um, you know, you keeps me honest and, and you make sure I, I, I stay real. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, um, there was, uh, so how we do it, we have um, other coaches that are um, like, so the mentors of my coaches, um, time and time they meet with us and there was one particular mentor he um, met with me like 30 days into the program. And, you know, one of the comments that he made was, you know, how much weight do you have to lose? I told him how much I weighed. And he was like, all right, so you're going to be doing this for a couple of years. And I got mad. Like, how are you going to talk about this for a couple of years? And I told him about it. He was like, you know, I told him about this story just the other day. And he asked me, he said, when did you start program? Like, when did you first start program? I said about two years ago. He says, so. And as soon as he said so, I knew exactly that I probably should hang up. Because he was like, have you listened to what I said? <laughs> and so it was one of those things where I started thinking about like, man, like, I mean, yeah, two years went by so fast, but yet they seem so slow. And so, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, I had to commit to is, look, I didn't put this on here overnight. Um, it's not going to leave overnight. Right. And it's going to it's going to be one of the hardest things that I'm going to have to do. And there's also a spiritual element to it as well, because I'm very clear that um, there are some things that I'm supposed to do in the kingdom. I get space with Dr. Mike and some other things that how am I able to do it if I'm not at my at where I need to be in my in the world of discipline, in the world of, of optimal health and the world of all those things. And so this is something that is very important and it starts with community. And so, Christine, I want to acknowledge you. Uh, you know, publicly for just being a member of my community, 
community and, you know, being there when I needed somebody to listen to, uh, but then also, you know, not necessarily telling me what I want to hear. Although there are times, you know, that what I need to hear is not the time to give me that. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that, you know, because you need some people that, you know, just sometimes you just, we're not ready to receive that. Agreed. But at the same time, you're not going to let me go too far without hearing it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I will definitely tell you, you tripping. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, and you know, um, Sherelle is not on here, but one of the things that I am so appreciative is that I have a help me suitable who does that for me. And there are some times where there are things that she doesn't say because she knows that just the timing is not right. But I do know that she's in the back corner praying for me. I see my mom is on here and I know that uh, she's supportive as well. And sometimes she has to bite her tongue. Although, you know, moms have a different relationship, especially with their sons. You know, we, 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 uh, we, we, uh, we tend to jump on y'all a little bit more than we jump on everybody else because we so close to y'all. Um, I mean, after what, after all, we were connected to you physically, uh, for <laughs> our lives. Um, but, um, you know, I'm just appreciative. And then I just see people like Kevin and Jamal and of course, Ryan is on here and uh, just other people who have just been really supportive. And so, um, you know, y'all, we got to embrace our community and how that works is we got to be honest and then we got to be open. We got to be open to um, what is it that, that they're saying? Or what is it that we're getting from it? You know, open to new possibilities, open to the possibility that what we're doing is not the best thing, open to um, the fact that, um, in order for us to get to a certain place, we gotta change the way we do something, right? Just because we've done it a certain way, the same way for so long does not necessarily mean it's the right way. Mm. It just means that it's a way, you know? Um, and some things that worked in the past didn't always work in the future because the circumstances are different, right? Um, and then the, you know, I like to tell the story about the pot roast, although, you know, we're talking about food and well, we're not going really to talk about food, but you know, I always have good examples about food and Christine, you've heard my story about the pot roast, about the man who loved rock roast, right. And his wife used to make it, but the only thing that used to frustrate him about it was she, before she made it, she always cut off both ends of it. And so he felt like she was, you know, throwing away all this good meat. And so he was like, why do you keep doing that? And she said, that's the way my mother always made it. And so he talked to his mother-in-law was like, you know, you, we're losing valuable meat. Why did she do it? She said, that's the way my mother always did it. And mm -hmm. so one day they're at Big Mama's house and Big Mama's, you know, he loves Big Mama anyway. And she loves him. But she, he's like, you know, I want to tell her about herself because she owes <laughs> a lot of money for all this meat. And so she said, he said, you know, you know, I love your recipe from Rump Rose. But the only thing is that you, your, your daughter and your granddaughter keep throwing away all this meat. And she all of a sudden starts laughing and says, why <laughs> do they tell you that? It was because I didn't have a big enough pan. Like the only reason why I had to cut off both ends was so I could fit it all in the same pan. And then what I would do is go to the back and put it in another pan. She said, but once I got a bigger pan, I was able to put it all together. I didn't have to cut anything off because I had a bigger pan. But at the time I didn't. And so at sometimes there are things that we've done in the past that they worked in the past, but now the times are different. We need to start evaluating, all right, what's going to work for now? And that's why we have a community, a community we can bounce those ideas off of. So anyway, I appreciate that. Uh, Kevin, I appreciate your words. I want you to know, brother, you are an inspiration to me as well. I love keep, you keep your post about um, when you're you're doing your walk in and, and, and all the things that you're doing to get yourself stronger as well. And uh, we're all in this together. So um, anyway, I just wanted to make sure I reached out to my community and kind of let you in on everything that's going on. I got released from the hospital the other day. They changed around some of my medication. 
um, to just make me feel better. And um, look, I just got to work harder at it. And, and the point they is, him on the crazy pills, though, y'all. He still got to take that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, still got to take the crazy pills. But, <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, um, I thank you all for your prayers and your concern and your accountability. And look, we got to do this together. Um, we got a we got a lot of world to work on. Right. And we got a lot of people to expose to um, to work on their headspace. And so I'm excited about you all headspacers joining in our crusade. So while we didn't start the 30 and 60 challenge um, officially, um, be on the lookout because it is coming back, um, because I think that um, there were some things that had to happen for me to make sure I could lead it right. And so the 30 and 60 challenge will be coming soon. But um, I just wanted to give you guys a heads up on what's happening. Crystal, go ahead and pay the bill. the headspace with dr mike show on all social media platforms at headspace dm we want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show we also value what's important to you and your community dm your show ideas to us on instagram or facebook the next time you log on you may hear dr mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart what a show what a show Lord have mercy. I didn't cry though. I thought you were getting ready to. You thought I was getting ready to you were getting yourself geared up. Not really geared. I just thought you were. I thought you did you did the little and then you got it together. What did I do, Christine? What did, did I do? The... <laughs> 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 One more time. What did I do? I did a little what? <laughs> Christina's my Aries partner, and sometimes she likes to disown me because I do things that are uncharacteristic of Aries, and so she sometimes wonders, was that an uncharacteristic area of Aries? Was that, oh, that was that was okay. All right, good. Sure. Now we try to keep it in, but sometimes like, you did a good job. Usually we can't, so I was proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have any tears left, so. Well, anyway, with that being said, y'all be praying for the Vaden family. That's uh, my buddy's family that uh, passed his uh, arrangements uh, for next week. And so um, got to gear up for that. Um, and, you know, sometimes it takes little things like that. Uh, one thing I'm grateful for is that he is no longer in pain. Uh, if, if he ever was in pain and I know that I'm going to see him again and we're going to cut up. Um, well, yep, we're going to cut up to the point where um we probably gonna get kicked kicked off the the pearly gates. Go <laughs> for a little bit because uh, we're gonna be acting up. But um, I miss you, brother, and um, love you, and uh, can't wait to see you again. With that being said, everybody, it was awesome hanging out with you all again, Christine. Thank you for, as always for filling in as a co-host, and uh, you're doing a great job with it, by the way. And I love everybody, and uh, wish you all many blessings that God has for you. Until we shall meet again, see you next week. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to Headspace with Dr. Mike. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to follow us on social media at Headspace DM to continue the dialogue with other Headspacers regarding today's show. Everyone is filling their Headspace with something. The question is, what are you filling yours with? Tune in next week.